Well, we want to practice something that I see in the Scripture this morning, and we want to kind of give some structure to it. As I mentioned, we're going to be breaking this up into three sections, think over, remember, and remind. So that's kind of where we'll be. We're going to stay in that Second Timothy 2 passage. But I want to read for you from Hebrews 13, 7. And there's a lot of charges to the leadership of the church, just like there's charge of leadership in the home of what parents are to do and what children are to do. In the family of God, there's instruction. So I want you to listen to this because this is what we're going to seek to practice this morning. Hebrews 13, 7 says this, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods which have not benefited those devoted to them. What we're going to do this morning is we're not going to hear from every teacher that has brought you the Word of God, but Neighborhood Bible Church seeks to feed you on the Word of God. It's not all sufficient as it's the only thing that's needed. We have the Holy Spirit. We have God whispering to us, guiding us. But the Word of God is our primary revelation. It's how God has manifests what it is to live like Jesus Christ. That's why we've been in Luke for so long. So what I want you to do is I want you to sit back, get your notebook out, and hear from some of our teachers that have brought the Word of God. And I don't want you to just think about the words. One of the beauties of a smaller church family is this. We don't get to hide behind a stage. It's not just that we preach once in a while, but you don't really know us. You get to see how we interact with our wife how we lead our children, how we conduct ourselves. And if you've been around a while, you've seen us in good times and bad times. I want you to consider the outcome of the, 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 the lifestyle that you see lived uh, by, by these people teaching uh, this morning. So um, first up, we have Gria. He's one of our elders, and he's going to go over Think Over. Good morning. Good morning, church. Uh, it is a pleasure to be with you uh, in, the, in the living room. And uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the, the verses that Dave mentioned, and in particular in Second Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 7, where it says, Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. And but that, the, those two words, the think over, I want to just share a little bit from, from my own life what that looks like for me. And... Uh, and I'll, I'll just from the start, I'll say I don't do this perfectly at all, and there are lots and lots of ways for me to improve. But in just in the spirit of, of being open and uh, and in terms of following, you know, one of your leaders as they follow Jesus, this maybe could could help you. And so um, I'm using some notes. I had I had a few things that I wanna that I wanna touch on. So. Um, Again, like how do I carve out time and what does that what does that look like in, in my life? So first of all, actually I wanna say something that it's really important to just find time to be thinking over what God says, to be thinking and to live a life that is examined. 
And uh, maybe this is obvious, the, the finding time, but, but you really can't function well. You really can't do well unless you are able to carve out space so that you can be, be thinking and, uh, on, on God's word and, and on what he would have you do. Uh, and from there you can go out and, and you know, go about your, your day um, and serve people and, and do the various things that you might want to do. So number one, it's really important to just find time. Number two, I'll say, it looks different for everyone. So before I even get into how I'm, how I do this, uh, just I just wanted to let you know that, that that's the way it looks for me. It doesn't have to be the way that it looks for you. Though if there's something in what I say that sounds like you might want to try it, that's great. And I'd love to even talk to you and, and see how we can support each other in that. Um, okay, so here's here's what what how I go about. Uh, living out this verse in terms of thinking over what, what God says in my life and, and just, and just um, being contemplative, if you will. And, uh, and years ago, I actually started this discipline in my life, uh, which, is, uh, which is running. And, and that has allowed me to be able to go and almost every day uh, be out there. Um, I, I wake up early because I always felt... You know, maybe un, maybe I shouldn't have, but I always felt guilty if I spent too much time away from my family. And so I woke up early before most of them woke up, and and I would run out uh, and uh, and just spend time outside by myself. And during that time, um, uh, I would be able to do lots of things. It, it became uh, and it is a very precious time to me. It is a time where I can be quiet. And uh, when you have five children, quiet is sometimes really nice. You can, and, and I, I, I pray, um, I listen to the Bible, um, I listen to books, uh, all kinds of different books, uh, listen to music, all kinds of music. So just, it just gives me a time, um, whether it's you know, anywhere from 30 minutes to, to two hours, depending on the day, um, it just allows me to be able to just think over so many different things that are happening in my um, in my life. Of course, it helps with just overall health as well, um, and that's always just uh, you know, just just a, you know, a, a bonus. Um, so, so for me, so it might look very different for you, but for me, that's one of the main ways that um, probably the most important way that I'm able to to go and process and, and think through things. Now, um, I'll say that. Sometimes throughout the day, things just get pretty hard, whether it's uh, handling children or life or, 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 um, or, or just other things that, that, that might come up. And, and that's when um, Jamie and I will, will sometimes take turns. Like I'll say, hey, Jamie, like, I just need, I need a, a break. I need five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So I'll go somewhere else in the house and just be by myself. Uh, and then sometimes we'll take turns doing that. So that's also a pretty effective way to just step away and pray or ponder um, and you know and and think through think through things. So uh, so so those are really key. Now, what are the kinds of things that that I that you that you think through? Well, what goes into you? Is often the, the are often the things that that, the, that your mind will churn on. So I find that if I'm 
uh, really stressed about work or I'm, I'm thinking through, through what's happening there, a lot of my quiet, my downtime, I'll be thinking about work. If I am listening to a, a particularly good book or if I'm paying attention to my Bible reading, um, that will be what I'm thinking on. So I just wanted to say that, look, whatever it goes into you, that's what you'll be meditating on in this empty space. I create that empty space for me uh, while I'm running. Uh, you might do it a, a, a different way. Um, now, so what goes into you is, is really important. So make sure that you know, if you're not reading your Bible that you are because that, that's, that those are the, that's the kind of thing that will uh, that you'll be meditating over in this you know in this free time that you might have. A bonus uh, piece of advice, if you will, something that I did uh, a couple a year or two ago now, um, which is very very helpful and it's always a challenge, always a fight. Um, think about what fills your empty space. So if your life has no empty space. It'd be very hard for you to spend time thinking on, on godly things, thinking on, on what the Bible has to say. Now, if your empty space is filled with your phone, maybe maybe it's Facebook, maybe it's Instagram, maybe it's uh, YouTube, maybe it's something else, one of the million, millions of apps that are out there, I would encourage you to look at that time and, uh, and perhaps remove a bunch of those apps so that you can't actually have empty space. Uh, in a world where it's so easy to fill in that empty space, you really have to fight for it uh, so that you, you allow God to, to work through you and to, and to meditate and allow you to, to think over the things that He has done and the things you should be doing as a result. So those are, those are just some things uh, that, work, that work for me. Um, I, just, I, I just wanted to end by saying... I, I keep at it. This is a constant fight. There, in my empty space, um, just as often as not, I think about things that um, that are maybe warriors of the world, uh, and at some point, some of that some of that stuff can become idolatry instead of just regular thinking through life. Uh, and that's a that's a challenge for me that I need to to keep doing. You might have different challenges, um, and so I would encourage you to, no matter where you're at in 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 your life and in your ability to be thinking about God. Just take one more, one more step. I'm going to be doing the same, uh, and you should do so. Whether you already have space carved out, there's a little bit more, something different you could do to be more effective. Uh, and if you don't do this at all, then then take that first step. Maybe maybe it is going for a walk. Maybe it is uh, taking 15 minutes before you know every morning. Whatever it might be, I just encourage you. And so I encourage you to do that and take that first step. So. I'll end the same way that I started with 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 7, where Paul says to, to Timothy, Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. So allow yourself to have the Lord give you understanding in everything. Thanks, Gria. Listen, that, that, the idea that the Lord will give you understanding in everything is so incredibly powerful. You know, that understanding, this hindsight costs you something. It costs you time. It costs you some intentionality. If you don't understand something right now and you're diligently seeking the Lord, it may be that you need to grow in seeking the Lord. It may be that God is working on you as he's revealing things in his timing. 
We're going to sing Word of God Speak right now. Billy Graham used to preach with, he said, the headlines open in one hand and his Bible open in the other hand. It works the same way in reverse. You can look back on the headlines of this year. There's all kinds of of countdowns near the end of the year of things that went on, and this year is going to be over the top. But don't just focus on the headlines. Have the headlines open on one screen and your Bible open on another screen. The Lord, church, will give you understanding in everything. Take time to think it over. Well, just before we move into our next section, the next section will be remember. Um, I do want to just mention that uh, we take time every single week in our church services when we're here. We do this on online as well, just to just to stop and extend an opportunity um, to give. And I want to just say, as the year winds to a close, Neighborhood Bible Church continues to be an exceedingly generous and abundantly generous church. We talked to you uh, a couple weeks ago about the fact that we, we are below giving on our budget. We've tightened things up a whole bunch around here. Um, but, but your giving, church, your bringing uh, in, in worship to God funds allows us to keep dreaming, keep planning, keep giving. And we will be faithful to continue to tell stories about how, how we're using those funds. Many, many people, as you can imagine, are having an exceedingly rough year, and it, it appears to be getting uh, even worse for some. And so it's beautiful that the church is saying, man, those who are entrusted and have are sharing with those who in this season don't have. Um, so thank you for that. And it's really just the Lord's money, and it's the Lord's work, and you're giving to the Lord, not to Dave, not to our ministry, not to build the NBC brand. We're not interested in any of that. But we as leaders commit to be faithful with those funds. And um, and so continue to do that as an act of worship. As Gria mentioned, take a next step. Take a next step in growing in your generosity, uh, something that, that God will allow you to, to walk in. Our next section is going to be Remember, and we're going to see a video in just a second, but before that, we're going to sing a song, and Remember is this. Some of you are great at, at reviewing and just hitting pause and, and going, instead of rushing on to the next thing, stopping and remembering. Uh, I actually went back and looked at some of the headlines, some of the sermon titles uh, that I preached and others preached around here, and, and I, I, I just, there are key lines from sermons even that either I preached or heard preached to me in this building or on this screen that continue to speak to me. And, um, and so we're going to use this time right now. We're going to give you some space to stop and think. You know, the Psalms are chock full of lament. Um, I was asked to describe myself in fourth grade as an, as an animal, and I think I put an otter. Uh, otters aren't known to, to lament. I've never really seen a, an otter stop and weep and lament and think about sad things. So for me, it's, a, it's an act of God that I'm able to lament and stop and enter into the pain of the past and really sit there and think about it. Some of you, this is on the frontal lobes of your brain. It's on the tip of your tongue. It's all around you, the lament season that you're in. This might be the darkest storm you've ever walked through. We want to give space in our church service, not just for shiny, happy, yes, God wins in the end, but also songs of lament that just say, God, it's hard right now. It hurts right now. So if that's you, we're going to sing a song right now um, that, that may help you remember something that went on this year. Maybe God's already pulled you out of this. Our own going back and lamenting actually helps us walk through with our brothers and sisters, our family, with strangers in their pain to remember how hard things can be. This is called When the Tears Fall. 
Good morning, brothers and sisters in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and welcome to this service here. I pray you had a wonderful time celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, with your family, friends, and significant others. And I know it's probably been an extremely tough year. It's been unprecedented for that matter. But we come this morning to reflect on the things of God and what He has done for us and what He will do for us. This morning, as we read from 2 Timothy, I want to talk about remembering what God has accomplished in our life. I want to read from 2 Timothy uh, 2 verse 8. It says here, Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, descendant of David, according to my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal. But the word of God is not imprisoned. And as the ESV says, the word of God is not bound. I want you to remember two things this morning. First, that Christ has risen from the dead. He is not a religious leader that is in the tomb or in the grave, but has risen indeed. The second thing is that this same power that rose Christ from the dead is the same power that is working in you. I want to go to 2 Corinthians 4 and read a little bit of the letter that Paul is writing to the Corinthians. And Paul is, has no shortage of suffering. He says that he was beaten many times. Uh, he was stoned by rocks. He was left for dead. But yet this is what he writes to the Corinthians. And this letter talks about the relationship between suffering and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Verse 5, it says here, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 5. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, light shall shine out of darkness is the one who is shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Now, the amazing thing about this is in Ezekiel, it says that God will take a heart of stone and he'll make us a heart of flesh. Before I came to Christ, I was a slave to sin. I was a heart of stone walking in this world. But when I gave my life to Christ, he deposited the power of the Holy Spirit in my life to make me a heart of flesh, to have compassion towards other people. Paul continues on verse seven. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be of God and not from ourselves. It's amazing to think that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the King of Glory has given us this power inside of this earthen vessel, which used to be a heart of stone. But now he shines his light to the world through us. He continues in verse 8 and he says, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despairing, persecuted, but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed. Now I know many of you are probably feeling the pains of this current pandemic, uh, being isolated from family. It's almost as though God has disappeared, but I assure you not, he has not disappeared from us. He will never forsake us and he will never abandon us. But by the power of the Holy Spirit that resides in us, we are able to continue on by his power. Uh, even though we're afflicted, perplexed, persecuted, and struck down, we will not be despaired. We will not be destroyed at all. And Paul says that we will always carry about in the body the dying of Jesus so that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our body. The good news is that Jesus died on the cross to pay for the penalty of our sins, but yet he rose again to prove that he is God, that he is who he says he is. That life of Christ is now living inside of us. Paul continues on in verse 14. He says, knowing that he has raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and will present, present us with you. And he continues on verse 16. 
It says, therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed every day. And for momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Now the powerful statement in this is that these things that we're suffering right now, they're momentary and they're light and they're nothing compared to the eternal weight of glory that we have in Christ Jesus. What is that eternal weight of glory? We will be walking in a new heavens and a new earth. We'll be in our glorified bodies. And yet the best thing of it all, we will be walking with our powerful Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, one thing to remember about all this, Christ takes his abode in us. He deposits the Holy Spirit. He leads us. He guides us. And he gives us his word that we would read it that we would dwell within it, that we would meditate it, that the, the riches of Christ would richly dwell within us. So he has not left us alone in this world. And I just encourage you guys this day, as we look forward to the year to come, that Christ has risen from the dead indeed. And he is in us. He is a light of the gospel to the world around us. He is a light to our, our family and friends that don't know Jesus. And the same power that rose Christ from the dead is the same power working in us. And yes, it is ones that we go out and we preach the gospel, uh, we share our lives with others, but it is the power of Christ that has drawn people unto us. So we leave the work up to Christ. We leave the work up to God. I thank you for this time, and I pray that you would enjoy the rest of this morning. Amen. All right, well, if you're humble enough, you can learn from anyone. Let me teach you a short prayer that's perfect for 2020. It's really good for 2021 as well. But I learned it from a Gentile, someone who should have been super far from the things of God. Here it is. Ready? Lord, I do believe. Help my unbelief. Isn't that a great prayer? That's portable. You can take that wherever you go. Let's sing this together. Well, this last section is just on remind, and again, I, I use parenting as a reference. We have a new puppy, so we're, we're reminding our puppy of some simple things. He's not getting it, so pray for us, um, but reminding is a key part of learning. You know your kids are going to get it one day. You know you're going to get it one day. We just sang the song once again. Once again, I thank you for the cross. This isn't just a Sunday thing. I, I hope that every Sunday is Again, sort of a culmination of, like Greer was talking about, a daily sitting and thinking of the wealth we have. We have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. What could we lack? Our name is written in the book of life if we're in Jesus Christ. So just reminding of some key truths is such a key part of what we do. In some ways, I tell people sometimes, I really preach the same sermon over and over and over again. The Bible's a big book. It covers a lot of ground. But it comes back to some really key themes, doesn't it? Just the goodness and mercy and grace of God. He leads with mercy. See, a God of justice, absolutely. Aren't you thankful we don't get what we deserve? Sitting with yourself for five minutes makes you thankful for that, if it's true, and it is. So Chuck here is going to just show us, like put in front of us, um, just, just again, thinking about reminding one another. And, and don't let the service end here. Maybe as a family, maybe as a friend group, maybe as a community group, you would spend some time reminding one another, speaking God's word, 
speaking the promises, the truth, what already is, what's coming into the life of other people. So reminding one another is an important thing, uh, and Chuck, one of our elders, is going gonna, is gonna to lead us in that. Good morning, church. While reflecting on the disruptions of the past year's events, it has kind of got me thinking about some of my time working as an engineer making products. Uh, at the office, there's there's always a uh, kind of a talk around the water cooler of, you know, what cool thing can we develop that would be disruptive? And uh, so what we're talking about there is what a disruptive product is. And it's one that uh, it kind of completely changes the way uh, people do things. And so we're always striving to, like, come up with that new idea. So the iPhone is a perfect example of a disruptive product. Just think about, uh, if you can remember, uh, a time before the iPhone, um, how it changed what we do. It, it's really changed how we communicate with one another. Uh, it's changed how we share music and share photos. And <clears throat> uh, when you think about... Was this really a disruptive technology? Think about the Kodak company. Maybe some of you have never even heard of it. But um, for about 100 years, the Kodak company sold us camera and film so that we could share our memories with one another. And so right now it's kind of become insignificant because uh, we've got a digital camera on every phone we own. And so what if God's allowing something like that in the year 2020 to be disruptive in our way of living. Uh, I don't know if this is why God has allowed uh, all the disruptions of 2020, but certainly it has reminded me that we are not in control, and I am not in control. Um, I learned that I touch my face way more often than I thought I did, something I thought I was totally in control of. So if God has sent a disruptive event to get our attention, I want to be working for the designer of the disruptive technology. And uh, I want to be serving my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to spend time getting to know God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So here are a few truths that I think would be helpful if uh, you're wondering whether or not you're on the right team or if you're wondering if God has disappeared and has taken a vacation during 2020 and he's not kind of keeping things uh, under wraps so we can just have life the way it's always been. So here's the first, uh, here's the first truth. God never changes. And I'm going to read some scripture here. Malachi 3.6 For I, the Lord, do not change. Another one is Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So this is great to remember um, because it also means that God keeps his promises. So if you're reading God's word and you see a promise in there, you know that's, that's a sure thing. That's, uh, that's really comforting. And uh, God is in control. Proverbs 16.9 says, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Another reminder that Jesus said is in John 16, 33. 
I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And then all things are possible with God. Mark 10:27 says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but with God. But not with God, for all things are possible with God. The Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Romans 8:26 says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So if you sometimes stumble over your words in prayer or not sure what to pray or can't describe what it is you want to pray or, or any of that, just know that, that God knows your heart. The Holy Spirit, he, he provides words to God for us uh, because it says it intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, something maybe beyond we could even say. And um, another truth is my worth is not defined by man, but by God. So I've, I've often found myself um, climbing the stairs to work in the morning and uh, doubting my abilities to do my job effectively. And I've failed my family many times in being the husband, father, and brother I know I should be. And when I'm thinking that way, I, um, I'm reminded that Jesus has given me a gift that, and he did this despite knowing all of my failings in advance, uh, the gift of salvation. And um, I can be down for a while, but I know that I'm forgiven and that God has a plan for me that goes beyond my self-doubts. His love for us goes beyond the temporary challenges set before us in 2020. Be encouraged and be reminded that God loved you and I even before we knew who he was. He is waiting with open arms. Romans 5.8 says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you, Chuck. You know, companies churches, and even individuals talk a lot about vision. And of course, leading into 2020, kind of comical if you stop and think about it, um, 2020 vision, I mean, there was just so much going around with that. That plays really well. Talk about disruptive vision. Um, something happened in 2020, uh, actually many things happened in 2020 that, again, causes us to say, if the Lord wills, right? We tag that on. Let me give you a vision that never fades away. In fact, it's a vision moving forward. It's something I aspire to. It's the deepest longing I have for the people I love, for any stranger I meet, and that is this, to be a true child of God. Quite simply, just to be in relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ. That's what I aspire to be. That's my vision moving forward for 2021. There are all kinds of sub-visions and sub-things that we go after, but that's our best thought by day or by night, as the old hymn says, which we're going to sing right now. Be thou my vision. All right, Angel and Sandra are going to now just shift 
us looking ahead a little bit to 2021. Hola familia NBC, estoy segura que muchos de nosotros recordaremos este 2020 como el año en el que más nos lavamos las manos. Y no solamente eso, sino que aprendimos a mirarnos a los ojos para poder reconocer con quién estamos hablando. Claro, ya porque con el tapabocas ni modos de vernos como nos veíamos antes. Es más, además de lo que dice mi esposa, pues en este 2020 cuando llegábamos a la iglesia, en vez de recibirnos las donas y el café... Nos recibían con el limpiador de manos y también con el medidor de temperatura. Sí, así es. Pero son precisamente las crisis las que nos enseñan a crecer y a fortalecernos. Porque a pesar de que pasamos un sufrimiento durante el proceso, son malas enseñanzas que nos quedan para nuestra vida. Y el Señor nos enseñó que solamente dependemos de Él. ¿Cuántos planes y cuántas cosas no teníamos en este 2020? Pero todo se derrumbó, absolutamente todo. Y simple y sencillamente tuvimos que hacer lo que Dios quería que hiciéramos. Una de las cosas que aprendimos es a estar más unidos como hermanos y podernos ayudar mutuamente. Aprendimos el valor que tiene estar juntos y darnos un buen abrazo o por lo menos estrecharnos la mano. Aprendimos una nueva manera de comunicarnos, darle más valor a esta tecnología con la cual hemos podido tener los servicios y sobre todo saber que la iglesia no depende de cuatro paredes, no depende de los muros, sino que está en cada uno de nuestros corazones y nada va a impedir que sigamos hablando de la palabra de Dios. Y aprendimos que en la dificultad Dios también nos bendijo, porque hasta aquí nos ha traído uh -huh. y es más... Para más adelante, para lo que viene para el próximo año, nuevas serán sus bendiciones. Así dice en Lamentaciones 3.22 que se los queremos dejar en esta tarde que dice que las misericordias del Señor jamás terminan, pues nunca fallan sus bendiciones. Sean nuevas cada mañana. Grande es tu fidelidad, Señor. Por eso les decimos que hoy NBC, que es el nombre de nuestra iglesia, tiene un significado completamente diferente. New Blessings Coming, NBC. New Blessings Coming, feliz y bendecido 2021. Esperamos verlos muy pronto. Y los extrañamos, claro Mucho. que sí, pero pronto Mucho. nos veremos. Chao, chao. chao. Thanks, you guys. So listen, uh, I love empowered leadership. I love that Sandra and Angel just felt they could change the name of the church. So for the next week, until the new year, new blessings coming. I love that. Listen, if I could describe it as a disciple in a really, really simple way, it's one who hears and does what Jesus says. That's what a follower does, a true apprentice. He, he hears and does what Jesus says, which means that we, we want to nurture in our hearts, in our lives, sort of a posture of listening of being a Mary, the sisters Mary and Martha, not busy doing, 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 and never checking in, but a deep abiding, a deep sense of listening. So this song, I'm Listening, fits really well with, with what we're trying to give space this morning for. Um, it's really what we do every single Sunday, but, but not wanting to miss a single word, a single pause, a pregnant pause in the conversation to just sit with a, a, an, an attentive spirit to the Lord Jesus Christ. So sing this with us.